Good evening, folks, and thus continuing the three months of horror of Galani and Chill, I am here presenting to you the nine horror films of Takashi Miike. With me, Chris Galanti, of course, with me is Devin Kopeck, Stephen yep. Otiri, hello, and Jonathan Suarez. Yatnar. And guys, <laughs> let me tell you, fucking expectation sucks. Because when you go in thinking something's going to be real good and it isn't, it's like a kick in the balls. You know, you know who what you have really in common with right now? Uh, what do I have One Mr. Elon Musk. He thought Twitter was going to be super fun, super cool. Super fun. He was super cool. I'm really glad I have this. Did not turn out. He was not having a good time right now. I didn't pay $44 billion to watch nine. Oh, I'm sorry, six. <laughs> but did you, did you pay for that blue check mark, buddy? Was it eight dollars right, a month you're going to pay for that Something shit? like that. Yeah, I think so. It's so fucking stupid. And then he said that if you if you do a parody account of somebody who's verified, then you get banned indefinitely or something. <laughs> Mainly himself. Yeah, because there's like millions of Elon in, Musk right? troll counts now. I bet, I guarantee. Well, guys, I'll tell you what. Um, yeah, I am no. feeling the buyer's remorse that Mr. Oh. Musk is feeling after watching uh, Takashi Miike's horror film. You know, I I went into this really, really excited because I'm I'm such a big audition fan, and I'm sure most of you guys have seen it, right? Seen no, it? I'm a piece of shit. Really? No, I know. It's just, it's one of those, it wasn't really super available to me. I mean, did you watch it? It's hard to find. Yeah, and I just like, you know, I try not to be that guy, but I might have to be that guy, you know what I mean? I think up until recently it was hard to find, because I think I did watch it on uh, HBO Max. Fuck you. (laughs) If you want, I'm going to be so mad. I I actually, to your your defense, it it was added, I think, pretty recently. Like, you're absolutely right. Audition was, for a long time, extremely hard to find, based purely on its subject matter, because the film is, well, it's a hard movie to watch. It's it's pretty disturbing in a lot of ways. But, um, you know, times have changed. And with streaming services, thankfully, one of the pros is you get to see a lot of these movies that you haven't seen because of their, you know, gross violence. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean. Um, oh, you know what? If I had Screenbox, I could have watched it on streaming. Slingbox, you mean? No, or... Screenbox. Uh, sure? I thought I watched it. It says Screenbox Amazon channel. Oh, I don't have screen box. I don't know. I thought you were making something box. up. I, I, I think Steve might be. It might be just that being cute, and it might be Slingbox Amazon. I don't know, but no, I think a, you're right. I think there is a because Amazon has like a bunch of like weird special channels. Oh god, no! You just reminded me. I think I've been double paying for Shutter, <laughs> like a fucking idiot. Because like you can Shutter. get Shutter on Amazon, like a Shutter channel or something on Amazon. Uh. And I was like, I'll do that because like I didn't have access to it, uh, and then I realized Xbox has Shutter. Well, you need to get a Slurp Box, Devin, and watch yeah. Audition because it's quite good. It right, is, I uh, do. It is a fantastic horror film, and it's the first of the Mike films that I was able to watch. I, you know, usually watch them in order. Um, this, I found out too while doing this that uh, Mike wasn't necessarily a horror director. Um, you know, I, I went in, I've seen audition when I was younger 
And I kind of thought that's all he did, but apparently not. He's more famous in Japan for making crime films, specifically Yakuza movies. Uh, Which he's like, I would imagine Japan's Guy Ritchie. (laughs) That's how I would put it. Uh, Because I think he's very kinetic, like Guy Ritchie (laughs) is, and there's a lot of crazy edits and fast edits that he likes. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not a big fan of that. I, I and I, that's what's crazy about audition because it's really it's not like his work at all. Mm. You know, um, I, I watched this and you know I, it's weird watching this first and then watching everything else. It's sort of like watching a director's career in in reverse. <laughs> like they Ooh. make their, their most prestigious project first and then like kind of dwindle into nothing, um, making like low budget bullshit. So basically the Boondock Saints guy. Yeah, basically. <laughs> but like, I, I, you know, I, I looked into Mike, I looked into his filmography. This guy made like a hundred some movies, I shit you not. Um, of all different genres, comedies, crime, horror. And I just focused on the nine horror movies that he made. And you know what? That's another thing. Maybe I am, you know, judging this guy. But in reality, he's horror is not really his forte, you know? Um, but anyway, back to my point. Audition, uh, which is the first of the Mike films that I watched, directed by Takashi Mike, uh, written by Dasuki Tegan. Okay. Tengen? Tengen. Daisuke? Daisuke? Is that how you pronounce it? Dasuki? I want to say Dai, Daisuke. D A I. Is it D A I S U K E? Yeah, that is it. Yeah, then it's Daisuke. Daisuke. Daisuke Tengen. 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 Um, now, uh, you know, uh, the people I have seen audition, uh, critics consider audition both feminist and misogynistic. Um, they have commented, and that's a common theme in a lot of Mike works, where critics kind of take two different places, two different almost opposite stances on what the film means. Um, and I have a theory about that. Um, they have commented on the film's feminist themes when Asami gets revenge on the men in her life. Some have commented that the film is ultimately about uh, men, a male fear of women and female sexuality, which also is a big part of the movie. And that women are blatantly objectified in the first half of the movie, only to have Asami redress this unbalance in the second half, which is the funnest way to say what actually happens in the second half of this movie. Redress this imbalance. And when she becomes an avenging angel, man, is really stretching a lot here to, to add that. <laughs> so there. she's a hero. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. Like um, Morbius. <laughs> Morbius. She is the Michael Morbius of <laughs> Japanese horror cinema. No, that's not true. Uh, this was Mike's first foray, like I said before, into the world of horror and ultimately his best horror film. I'm going to say that right off the bat. This is, uh, this is a goddamn Mary. This is a great 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 horror film it is his best looking horror film too it is gorgeous the, there are scenes in this there there that outside of the disturbing scenes that are just you know almost hitchcockian in 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 the depth of of uh complexity of the shots which is really cool um it has an 83 percent on rotten tomatoes with an audience score of 80 percent Mm-hmm. Uh, it sadly made only about $130,000 at the box office coming out in 1999. So that's like nothing in 1999 money. Um, and a runtime of 113 minutes. 
I think it's his most balanced film, pacing-wise, too. I think um, it's his most inventive and creative horror that I've seen that he made. It's it's sad watching this first, actually. Because this is clearly a Mary, and the rest of these I are barely, barely fucks, if they are okay. fucks. Um, I, and I'm just going to jump through this. I'm kind of going to shoot through this quickly. I... I so mean, auditions, a, it's a fuck. It's not even a Mary. No, auditions a clear Mary. It's, okay, it's, okay. It's an incredible horror film. That's in, it, it's very well made too, and it's I don't know the pacing, the the timing of the film. It's a lot slower, more, and believe it or not, more nuanced than than his other work. Um, and I'm about to jump into the the least nuanced movie I think I've ever seen in my life, Ooh. and that was Ichi the Killer. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. I feel like I've seen some of this maybe at Steve's house once upon a time, but maybe not. It's like it's like a sledgehammer of a movie, right? It is not subtle in any way, shape, or form. And it just beats you over the head with its its message, like nonstop. Yeah. Right? With with the ultraviolence that's in this movie. And it's Usually, from what I gathered, it's kind of a negative portrayal of violence in film. Like, Ichi himself is kind of a, he's like a disturbing creep who thrives off of watching people be hurt. And that's, and he's supposedly the kill, the, the hero of the story, which is weird. Oh, I mean, like, listen, uh, what's, what's the sado, sadomasochistic enforcer searches for his missing boss? Right. He comes across this psycho dude. Right, right. And I right. guess they like team up? Ichi, Ichi. No, no. Uh, the, the enforcer wants to be killed by Ichi. <laughs> he wants oh. to experience the pain of death that Ichi basically inflicts upon other members of the Yakuza in the gang. He is a, he's a, a, a sadist and a masochist. Um, the, the yeah, he's got the sick ass scars, dude. That's not itchy, by the way. He's the main. That's not him. No, 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 no. He was itchy, the killer. No, he's not. He is the That's enforcer. Just Heath Ledger Joker. <laughs> yeah, he's Japanese Joker. <laughs> Basically, kinda. I mean, he's like he's that. Chris like Nolan's a fucking hack. Let me tell you. He's the he's the most despicable and violent enforcer <laughs> in his gang. And and the fact is, he's looking for the guy who's killing members of his gang easily. And the way Itchy does it, it's it's like fascinatingly gory and violent. Where he has blades that are connected to the back of his shoes, right? Okay, like um, uh, spurs, but blades. Yeah, yeah, like spurs, exactly. And he kicks people uh, in half with them, Chris. You, I mean, this sounds like a home run, man. Well, that's the thing. He's also the, <laughs> the opening scene. You're seeing Itchy masturbate to a pimp beat up one of his prostitutes and rape her. Yeah, so I, Chris, <laughs> my opinion has not changed. One <laughs> H. It's just there's no nuance. There's no there's no subtlety. There's no and the characterizations are all really one dimensional. Like nobody nobody's growing necessarily. In this movie, they kind of stay the same. Everybody kind of stays the same, um, and it's it seems to be just sort of like a commentary, almost a satire of ultra violence and like violence in media in general. Um, that, that's what I gathered from it. 
But I could also be looking at a movie that's a bit too long, a bit too kinetic, and absolutely no nuance whatsoever. So, you know, I, I don't necessarily think it's great. I think it's an okay film. Is this scary? Because, you know, it's scary. Really, like, he's scary looking, but I mean, it seems like kind of like an action. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I'm just, it's I just. Hard to say something... that with the amount of gore and violence. That's yeah, that's true. It's more, I don't know what else to say. It's an ultra-violent exploitation film, if, if it's anything. Mm. Um, okay. He uses violence as sort of a way to carry a, a bigger message. Steve, what was that movie with, was it called, it, was, it wasn't called ba- Baki. Where's that guy that like... Oh, the prisoner? Uh, who, yeah. Who, who, uh, oh, <laughs> what was that called? Where he like... Yeah, that, that big guy gets crushed. crushed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, Chris, do you know what we're talking about? Oh, you're talking about, uh, God, Ring... Uh, God damn it, why Ringu? am I blanking? It's not Ringu. It's um, the story of Ricky O. Ricky yes, O. Yes, yes, yes. Chris, yes. is the gore like on that level? No, Ricky O kind of is... Ricky O is fun violence. Okay. I guess does that make sense? I mean, this like, is, is it that... Oh, like over the top though, where it's just like fucking. It's like because it, Ricky O is really graphic. At the I would same say time. The, the 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 actual violence is over the top, like Ricky O, but the context of the violence is more disturbing and dark. Okay. Like Ricky O is kind of just more thrilling and fun, and kind of like a throwaway. This is like a deconstruction of yeah. violent movies and like gang crime movies and stuff. Um, yeah, it, it's it. I couldn't because like Ricky O. Is so silly and over the top um, that I think it's almost comedic. This is different. This is this is more like sat- satirical without comedy. I don't know how else to describe. Okay, it. yeah, critical I, of, of violence. I mean, I will say like Ichi the Killer always, and I think I said this on the last episode we we recorded, but like Ichi the Killer always kind of like sketched me out like at the video store yeah like i was just like ooh, like i i don't because you know it's It's kind of worse yeah and i was just like i was like it felt like i wasn't old enough to watch it because that was true (laughs) but (laughs) you know was watching it i don't think i was old enough to watch it i was sitting there and some of the shit that happens in that movie i'm like oh fuck me man like i don't need to watch that like that's Come on, and I got a pretty good, con- you know, con- constitution. Yeah, you, you watched Marilyn, <laughs> right? <laughs> I, I, had a pretty good, I got a pretty good constitution when it comes to that stuff. And this, yeah. it's like violence for the sake of violence, and it also includes a lot of rape, which is like, oh, it's really stunning. Yeah. Yeah. And the way it's isn't that every Japanese movie though? Yeah, to a, to a degree. I mean, you know, when I watched Lone Wolf, or at least Tub, back then. And I, I, I remember a pretty pretty brutal rape scene in that. Pretty brutal rape scene in that yeah. in that movie series. It's, Which one? Um, it's gratuitous. Oh. It's very Not brutal. Avatar. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I think this movie, I for the merit that it being kind of a commentary of violence, I think it is a fuck, mm-hmm. all things considered. Um, I think it has something to say, which I think a lot of the later Nikkei horror movies don't. Actually, the one right after this doesn't. Um, but I do think it's perverse. And uh, I think it deserves a little lower of a Rotten Tomato score. It's 64% on 
Oh, oh man, you're saying that's too high? That's pretty it's rough. A little too high. Yeah, I didn't know you were a pearl clutcher. You fucking, you fucking <laughs> incel softy. No, 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 no. I or like whatever they call it. But Rotten Tomatoes isn't like an aggregate score like Metacritic, though, right? It's no, just it percentage. I, I, I'm yeah. more talking about my my disdain of them. Your own personal. Okay. Yeah. I, 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 I like violence with a point. You know, like, I like it. To oh, I guess you don't like any Quentin Tarantino movies then. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, hmm. Okay. Because, you know, Chris, I'll, I'll be honest. I, and no, I don't want to like totally Nicholas go off Nick track. Griffin, then, Chris. I guess you don't like Nicholas. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's kind of how I feel about shit like Antichrist. I'm like, uh, I'm struggling to see the point here, guys. That's. that's- I, I completely disagree with that not having an absolute point in context to the violence. Outside man. of it just being violence <laughs> for violence sake. Some of that shit's I, I disagree with that completely. I think I you know you watch the film, there's context for the violence, and it makes sense why that character does what she does because she's not all of it, man. <laughs> Some of that shit's rough. I know you have your pearl clutching moments too, yeah. but I'm yeah, not yeah, gonna yeah, also those... say that that doesn't have a meaning and it doesn't have context. When violence doesn't have context, like in this film, and it's just for the sake of its own violence, there's no point to it. And then it becomes, what is it? Like, shock for shock's sake? Yeah. And what, what is that? What is that? That's nothing. That's, shock uh, needs substance. That's that Terrifier movie. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a shitload of horror movies like that, right? Yeah. I mean, that's the opposite of Barbarian. Barbarian... <laughs> Was substantive Oof. in its in its shock and thrill and horror and violence. So I, you know, I have no problem with that. In mm-hmm. this case, though, I do, and and I think you need more of a meaning than violence is bad. You know, to to sell your point to me. But Chris, he's got cool knife shoes. I mean, that is pretty cool. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna lie about that. Damn. Little... All right. Uh, runtime 128 minutes. It's far too long. This film is far too long. Um, okay. Yeah. It's based off a of manga with the same name, um, and like I said, Mike does not moralize or chastise, but provokes the audience into questioning their own attitudes towards viewing images of violence. Um, I sort of see that point. That, that one's a little beyond me. The film was heavily edited, and many thought removing intense violence would be counterproductive to the messaging of the film. It's kind of true, even though I disdain the violence. Without it, what the fuck am I watching? <laughs> <laughs> it's even more pointless. Um, yeah. The stylish nature of the film, however, leeches off the substance of the theme. So, like, ah, I just think it doesn't fit and it doesn't work. And I think the messaging isn't good enough for the amount of violence. It's you think this was like an Edge Lord manga? One hundred percent. Yeah. One million percent. And mm-hmm. I kind of, I kind of think that's he was a, kind of attracted to that kind of stuff. The shock, for shock's sake. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if it works every time. And then his career gets a little weirder. But to move on from uh, Ichi the Killer, we are now moving into Gozu. Uh, Gozu is the weirdest film on this list, hands down. Uh, (laughs) It is very much Mike's attempt to make a horror comedy crime movie in the vein of David Lynch. Hmm. Um, there's, okay. a, there's a moment in the beginning of this movie where the head Yakuza boss, who's absolutely insane, uh, kills a dog outside because he thinks it is a spy sent to kill Yakuza by the police. 
and it's like a tiny little toy dog so he grabs it by the leash and is just like swinging it onto the Ooh. pavement like brutally i mean all of this this is comedic <laughs> <laughs> like it's done over the top and goofy that it is to a degree Oh, okay. <laughs> I think there's a problem too of cultural differences when it comes to comedy. There's some things that I miss, I think, uh, through translation, unfortunately. This, this happened a few times when I watch movies of any culture. Sometimes the comedy goes over my head a little bit. Um, this is definitely one of those scenarios. Uh, <laughs> um, this is a weird David Lynch like film, but with, with without the nuance of David Lynch, which I kind of like. Mm -hmm. um david lynch is kind of one of those people that build suspense and terror and nikkei just shows you it like he doesn't <laughs> he doesn't build it at all it's just there and he's like ah ah it's like a man flashing you on the street <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's the way i can describe it but um this film is about a man who has to deal with a yakuza boss who's going insane ends up killing him losing his body and going into what I imagine is a weird haunted village to find where his body ended up. Uh, it's a strange concept. And this film is unique in that it has one of the most disturbing scenes I have ever seen in a movie. Um, so there is a scene in which uh, the main character is having sex with a woman. And there is a man inside of the woman and he grabs his dick from the inside of the woman. Oh, what? And pulls Incredible. himself pulls himself out of her. Wait, what? There is a Dude, man. Just explaining that like annoys me, pushed, Chris. I'm not gonna he, he lie. Pushed, he pushes himself out. You mean? So here's yeah. What well, sort of like he's grabbing his dick and like the guy is pulling him out with his dick while he's grabbing him, and then he eventually gets enough purchase to. He's like, get him out. Get himself out. He's like the woman. Like is he wearing a, a skin suit or something? <laughs> like, Steve? No, it's the way it's done. I think what they did was they had like a hand reaching out of her vagina, but it was like coming out of the floor. How did he get in there? So that is actually the dead Yakuza boss because the woman was pretending, or at least she said she was the female version of him. What the throughout the movie like that's why he found her and he and he and she kept telling him he's inside of me and the, and she's really attractive and he wanted to have sex with her but he's like i don't know that's is this movie. like a supernatural movie i don't know it's like that doesn't <laughs> fucking make any sense chris it doesn't make any sense uh i don't it's a know weird fucking movie and i kind of think it was done for like a joke <laughs> maybe i i mean obviously somehow for some reason you explain that just like pissed me off i'm like i fucking hate this <laughs> that's how i felt i don't watch yeah, it. <laughs> yeah i guess so yeah i just like am not like i don't that's so dumb it was very infuriating like this film wasn't that's a good way to put it it was infuriating um because honestly i i wasn't getting the humor and um like there were references being made that i wasn't understanding like i think this was uniquely for japanese audiences and i'm sorry i just i couldn't Connect. I'm sorry, I'm not Japanese. I don't want to tell you. There's no context for me to understand what's going on. <laughs> and it just gets weirder and weirder. And I'm sure there might be a, a, a piece of folklore in, in Japanese folklore about a man living inside of a woman or something. And it's, <laughs> I don't know. It could be. And I, I'm not picking up on it. The fuck? 
Um, I you are you anybody watching the GIF? Because I found one and I was trying to post it. But anyway, um, it's a horrifying scene and uh, really freaked me out. <laughs> if, if anything, that was the most effective scene in the movie. Um, but yeah, it's got some weird imagery. There's a man wearing a cow mask. Yeah, I'm seeing the cow mask GIF. Uh, that's something that he's following throughout the whole movie, or the cow mask man is following him. Uh, Gozu means, a, I think, cow or cow mask. I'm not 100% sure. Um, this was originally a direct-to-video release. It received positive reception at Cannes Film Festival and eventually was given a theatrical release. Um, so this was so just we, men, right? Kind of. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> men with only men in it. Uh, at one point, I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, directed by Takashi Miike, of course, written by uh, Sachi Sato or Saki Like I'm sorry, I'm going to be butchering these all night. And same writer as uh, Ichi the Killer. Uh, he wrote that too. Um, this was made in 2003. Uh, box office of $58,000. I am absolutely surprised it made that much. It has a 72% of Rotten Tomatoes. Too high? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> far too high uh, with an that 80, seems too high I don't know with an 80% audience score I don't know I missed something I, I, this film was not um, was not very interesting to me and um, it was hard to watch it was, it was a hard watch 129 minutes too long um, so I'm going to move on to uh, Mike's next horror film um the titled One Miss Call. I don't know if you guys are familiar. I've heard that title before, but this was remade for American audiences, of course. I think it was in 2008 or 2009. Uh, you will recall the poster for the American version of this with a man with mouths for eyes. Um... Remember that poster, and he's on the phone, and he's got little mouths instead of eyes. Um, yeah, anyway, it was a bad movie. It's bad. Movie. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, it's not a great Japanese horror film either. Um, yeah, One Miss Call. One Miss Call is the plot of The Ring. <laughs> Even when it was made in Japan. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've seen this picture around. Basically, the plot is, the loose concept, is that you receive a phone call on your phone from yourself and the last moments of your life, you hear your, yourself speaking in the last moments. And then you hear usually hear a scream. And it's a week before you die. Yeah, I, I shit you not. <laughs> what, when did this come out? This came out in uh, 2004. So this is definitely after Ringu. Oh, ring. Yeah, 100%. Uh, Ringu. Ringo. Yeah, Ringo's um, 98. Oh boy. So this is a total ripoff. There's a scene that's really funny in this where uh the main one of the not the main character, but one of the characters jumps over a bridge and she lands like right on top of a train that just eviscerates her body. And <laughs> you see her cell phone in her dismembered hand and it's still texting. <laughs> <That's pretty good. laughs> I was laughing at that for a few minutes. Uh, it's so silly. Um, this film is a fucking ripoff, man. It's like it's it's does not have an original bone in its body, and it's upsetting because watching it like visually, there are some good, really creepy scenes. 
but it just doesn't have any type of difference or creativity to it. And, you know, it all revolves around a woman who receives that phone call or a friend receives a phone call. And that's what she eventually dies. And then uh, she receives a phone call. And then a, a detective basically tells her that this has been happening for years. You know, this has been ongoing for a while, even before cell phones. And he's been investigating it to see what's been going on. And it's all been listed as suicides, of course. But then you find out, like, like The Ring, like all these other movies, like Dark Water. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a dead little girl that's been abused. <laughs> like, that's like The Ring, like Dark Water. And, yeah, you know. It's just, it's it's a waste of my time, you know, watching this. I don't know how else to describe it. Like, I've seen so many movies like this, and it, to critique it is just like ah, it's like I'm talking about them again. What's the point, right? Yeah. Um, so it's an unoriginal Japanese horror film that almost attempts to satirize the tropes of the very same genre. I, I can't remember what critics said that, but that's pretty spot on. Just because it fits so many of the fucking tropes you know, throughout the movie, and it's ridiculous. So do you think it is a satirization? I really doubt it, man. <laughs> I would love that. Like, I, I think my, I, I would, I'm trying to force it into that, but I don't think that's what it is. You know? It's just Chris, not I'm going to post an image, and I need you to tell me if this is from the movie. Okay. Let me I'm going to put it in from the, the Japanese or the American one? I don't know. I don't... Uh... I'll remember, because, you know, it's not a bad, it's not a bad shot a poorly shot film like it looks good yeah well i posted in the shit chat one or shit talk one shit chat's better <laughs> yeah okay yeah so you posted that <laughs> no I think that's, that's not from <laughs> wait what is that what is this movie i want to watch this one <laughs> yeah chris what's this one what's the what's this one chris did you watch this one is it one this call? 85% on Rotten Tomatoes, this one at least. No, this has got a 44%. <laughs> so this is, okay, this says one missed call 2008. Oh, okay. That is the American one. That's the American uh, one. Oh, dude, this one looks dope as fuck. Yo, look at that baby. <laughs> look at that baby. It actually might be better for all I know. <laughs> this that, wasn't very good. That baby's in a bunch of gore. <laughs> that flip phone. <laughs> That's that's more effective than the entire. <laughs> the original title was "You've Got a Call," which is you've that's got a, bad, a call. That's you've a bad got a call. That's a bad. Title. You've oh, got man. mail. So this <laughs> yeah. film, at it being forty four percent on Rotten Tomatoes, you know, uh, made sixteen million in Japan. It did pretty well, but it has spawned two sequels, an American remake, and a TV show adaptation. So. Who the fuck cares at this point? We're just trying to make money. Um, written by Minako uh, Daria. Daria? From the MTV cartoon. Daria. Um, 100, uh, 112 minutes. A very forgettable film. And it's like sad because like I didn't think this guy could make a forgettable film. Like I didn't like Gozu. But that, I'm going to remember that scene for the rest of my fucking life. <laughs> like this was just sadly unmemorable. And yeah. Depressing. I don't know. I didn't like it. Okay, so now we got a little bit of sunshine coming in here. Um this is the one other film that I like that he made. I don't think it's the best of the three 
in the film because this is a film of a, a, a anthology film like three mm-hmm. vignettes three separate stories but i watched three extremes um and uh takashi mike's uh story in three extremes which is three separate stories told by three separate directors chan Wu park who we all know from old boy and sympathy for mr mrs vengeance those great movies he's got a story in this fantastic fruit chan who i'm not 100 familiar with who's a chinese director he's got a, a, a story in this called dumplings check that out fantastic mm-hmm. Um, and then Nikkei's uh, film, and this is called Box. And um, it is pretty damn effective, all things said and done. This one's called, which one's this one called again? Uh, Three Extremes, and Nikkei's film is called Box. In this. Okay. Uh, this this is pretty damn effective film. And I, I the only reason I, the sad thing about it is, I think it's the least effective of all three but it's still really good like these three films are great the three extremes i urge you to go out and watch if you haven't this is just as good as audition and i really enjoyed his work on this i feel like mike was had this in him and he just been making bullshit until this came out and he got a chance to to make the story very effective very creepy um about a, a ballet dancer uh, whose sister has passed away in a very horrific way, and it was kind of her fault. Um, oh. And and there's that guilt that is a big part of Japanese horror. That's that's in, intrinsic in the story. Fantastic stuff, guys, and it's visually probably the second best uh, Mike horror film that I've watched. Just gorgeous. Um, it's written by Bun Saiko and Haruko Fukushima. Uh, three extremes has a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes, but that's like I think two reviews. <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, it made one point five million at the box office. Came out in two thousand five. Uh, altogether, a runtime of one hundred and twenty five minutes, but each segment is about forty minutes long. Um, Mike really, I think he nails. He bullseyes David Lynch, the Lynchian mm-hmm. style that he's been chasing. I think throughout a lot of movies, um, this is it. It's and this is very stylish, very colorful, and supremely creepy. Short. Um, I just, I, it's hard for me to say it's the best of the three. Um, I'm a big Whoop of Park fan. I'm, I'm a, I really like Fruit Chan's Dumplings. I really, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm gonna check out a lot of his movies too. Um, yeah, but this, this, this. I urge you guys, if you enjoyed Audition, go check this out. This was just as good. Very good flick. Um, and now we're going to move on. <laughs> we're going to move on to one of the biggest pieces of shit I have ever watched on Galani and Chill, guys. I'm excited. Ah, There's a movie. It came out in 2016. This is the, the next horror film in Mike's career. I guess you can call it a horror film. It was it was a, an anime that was uh, adapted from a manga called Terraformers. Terraformers. And the plot yeah. of this, the plot is that the world is so destroyed and, and, and climate change has caused so much problems on, the, on planet Earth that they have st- started to colonize Mars. However, there is cockroaches that have 
that <laughs> secret to themselves aboard the rocket ships that landed on Mars. <laughs> Cockroaches. And they have evolved <laughs> to look like the silliest fucking creatures I have ever seen in any Japanese horror film that I've watched. It is the, if you, I urge you to just look up the cockroach men from Terror from Mars. Look at their faces. It is the silliest shit I have seen. And they're like brutally violent. <laughs> so the whole point is cockroaches have as much disdain for human life. This is anime. So this is this is an anime. This was this is an Attack anime. on Titan, basically. This is what I'm seeing. And it's a live action adaptation of that anime. And the plot is that they send criminals and convicts to Mars to clear out the cockroaches so that people can come there and live. And But the, <laughs> the other part of it is they turn the cr- criminals and crooks into bug people. <laughs> Wait, so they got to... They... Hold on. So they land so on Mars. They're they turn told. the people to bug people to fight the cockroaches? Well, the way it works is you got this little, like, injector, right? And when yeah. the cockroaches are coming and you have to defend yourself, you inject the serum in your neck, and it causes the transformation to begin. Man. And each person has, like, a specific insect that they're using as, like, an avatar. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's, like, a bullet ant. I think the one guy turns into a bullet ant where he has, like, so they're animorphs. <laughs> I heard you. You know, it's a shame because I'm I, like I, I'm I'm googling it right, yeah, and, like sure, on sure. images, and some of the anime shit actually looks kind of neat. No, you're right. I think the anime, but looks uh, good. but this, yeah, one, like it does not translate well to CGI live action in the least. And I, I'm going to tell you too, like. I don't think it's just because of the concept that's silly. This is a $5.5 million movie. It looks like it's made for $100,000. It looks cheap as fuck. And, you know, I you know what you're saying. $5.5 million, that's not a lot. But still, I've seen other movies with less money do way more with their budget than this film did. It's like yeah. most, most of it is CGI green screen. And it looks like garbage. It looks like fucking garbage. And I, I really blame Nikkei for this. This is a, a silly, ridiculous film that never do, needed to be made. Do you think he's like the director? Because at this point, I mean, when did uh, Audition come out? 1999? Yeah, 1999. I mean, we're, we're talking like, you know. 17 years, man. 17 years. That's a long time. This guy's output is pretty heavy. Yeah, 100, 100 like, movies. I don't know. I will say, I mean, outside of a few one-offs, it kind of looks like, oh, no, he's kind of done some one-off TV shows, too. Well, that's the thing, uh, too. I, 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 to his defense, these, he's not a horror director. Like, he's, he did yeah. mostly crime movies and stuff. Oh, he directed the Ace Attorney movie in 2012. Yeah, the Phoenix Wright film. The well, scariest, scariest lawyer movie I've ever seen. You guys <laughs> need to stay away from that. <laughs> like, stay away. If you like Phoenix Wright, I would suggest stay away from that. Um, this is a ridiculous film. I, 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 I'm serious. This is one of the goofiest fucking movies I've seen in this whole year, two years I've been doing this. Jesus Christ, blew me away. <laughs> like, a guy went from making one of the slickest, disturbing, darkest, 
somewhat nuanced horror films at his audition. 17 years later, he makes this piece of shit. Like, what's yeah. going on, man? That's that bugs me. That makes me sad, actually. But anyway. Like, yeah, I, I bet you, like, it seems like he's got like flashes. Like, again, I, I haven't seen flashes of genius. Almost yeah, any I haven't of seen, these. I haven't like, seen 13 Assassin yet. looks really cool, but like, I didn't. Cool. But like I don't know. This could be one of those like, oh man, he's back, and then he just puts out fucking terraformers, <laughs> and you're like, okay, I mean, ninja kids. The problem I have when I see someone who makes like hundreds of movies, it's sort of like the problem I see when I go into a restaurant with like a giant menu. Like mm-hmm. they can't be doing everything on this menu great. Yeah, like some of it's got to be just good, and maybe all of it is just good because they got to worry about making everything on the menu. Like I like a smaller menu. Something that, you know, I know the cook or the chef is taking his time and knows how to make very well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it seems like we've been all over the place with this guy in terms of Rotten Tomatoes. What, 13 Assassins? 95% Rotten Tomatoes certified fresh. It's crazy. It's crazy. 132 reviews. I, <laughs> and then, I like, don't know. I don't know three years later, he puts out fucking Terraformers. Yeah, and you're seeing that. Terraformers, yeah. Just looking at those gifts, ridiculous. If you were sitting watching dailies... And you fucking saw that as a director? Would you be like, "I'm this is what am I doing? Like, is this yeah. supposed to be silly? Maybe it is." And like, he did something called Zebra Man, which is like, like, and looks very, very anime. You know, I, I don't know what the what the deal is with that. Zebra Man in 04, Zebra Man two in twenty ten, fifty seven percent. Fucking, uh, what's the second one? 29%, not even a tomato meter, like two reviews. Uh, like, But then a year later, he puts out 13 Assassins. Everyone's like, oh my God, it's one of the greatest movies I ever. I remember that, too. I remember yeah, when that came so out. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know. I Maybe I need to check out 13 Assassins. Maybe <laughs> Just so you can have end it on a good note, you know? Well, I, I oh, you know, oh, Chris, I, I like saw... Him visually. I think he's got some flair yeah. visually. I think he's, he's he's got a great eye for film, and it's just I don't know. He needs a good writer. He needs someone who's yeah. really going to write. A good I actually now. saw half of, or not even half. I saw the first like third of Blade of the Immortal um, on a plane. <laughs> uh, and that looked really cool. You know? What is that? Um, it's like about this samurai who's just immortal and he just can't die. And... Is that a Mikkei movie? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's, uh, 2017. I don't know. I don't know what's yeah. going on. I, this, guy, <laughs> this guy's career boggles my mind. Um, it's just so strange. Is there like an American counterpart that you can think of? Steven Spielberg. No, I'm just Whoa. I'm not kidding. That's toxic as fuck. <laughs> Uh, I, I am with you with man. that latest Spielberg movie, man. That's fucking dumb. Yeah, it looks like shit, right? Anyway, yeah. back to the back to the real shit here. Um, yeah, I, I don't like any of these besides three extremes. I think that's a pretty much the highest fuck out of all of these. Uh, and audition being a Mary. The rest, the four others, I think are all kills. I think they're not good movies. I would advise against the Mike horror collection. <laughs> watch audition. Watch three extremes, and that's it. That's my yeah, that's suggestion. Um, say Wait, so out of how many films? I think there are nine. I couldn't find three of the other ones. And honestly, I was not ready to. 
I was not <laughs> you were, were like, like uh, nah. I'm good. I'm good on this. <laughs> I don't want to watch more either weird stereotypical bullshit Japanese horror movies yeah. or just weird stereo weird bullshit, you know, for the sake of it. Were you expecting more? You were expecting better from this. I was, man. I was expecting yeah. creepier. Yeah. I was expecting scarier. And I, didn't I remember know. the first time you saw Audition and you like raved about it. You were like, you've got to see this movie. Steve, I think it's great. I think it's one of the best yeah. Japanese horror films of that decade. And but that it's includes like wild. Ryu and all of that stuff. It's yeah. wild that like that trajectory from like this breakout could like drop so low in quality. I, it has to be that he is churning these things out, these film, films in general, like a factory. And there's really no nuance or... Or substance to him it's just he's making things to make movies yeah and that depresses the fuck out of me you know especially when it's a director doing that like not like a producer mm. when it's a director that's just giving up on making art you're like oh man that's really yeah. sad <laughs> that's really sad <laughs> uh but yeah i like i said check out his uh, audition and three extremes and that's about it um Keeping it kind of short, but I, I know... Did you guys watch any movies or TV shows this week? You guys want to talk about uh, I've been shooting on... Let me go, go first. Yeah. yeah, I watched a little movie called uh, Midsommar. <laughs> <Scott>. <laughs> that was fucking great, wasn't it? Yeah. I, I hadn't seen it since we watched it the first time. I and I truly... Cool. like. I know I loved it. Well, I knew I really enjoyed it. The first, I don't know if I can say I love a movie like that, but like, well, yeah, I guess I can. I think I do. I think I do. Yeah, I, I knew I loved it the first time, but man, I, there were some things that I forgot that were just that guy is just fucking. That dude is is something else, man. He makes gut punches. Like his movies are like literal gut punches, and like. The, like I when it. I first saw Midsommar, I wasn't ready to get punched in the stomach, and like I felt like you know the same with Hereditary, but. Like watching it the second time, it was like I knew, so I was like tensing my stomach the whole time. So like that way, I was like ready for the gut punches. You're ready for the for the drop, the big. But drops. like even even then, I was like, oh please stop punching me in the gut, Ari Aster, please. <laughs> yeah, I'm not ready for this. The opening of that movie, and you're at the same time, you're like, please keep hurting mm-hmm. me, Daddy. No, yeah, I I want I want to know how strong his punches are, but the problem is the only way to find out how strong someone's punches are is to get punched. One hundred percent. I think the the opening of that movie really sets you up too, because that is the hardest punch of the fucking film, man. Mm -hmm, That hits mm -hmm. so fucking hard, and that's the great thing about his movies is like the human drama is and the human tragedy is so much worse. Do you think? I mean, it's been a while since I watched Hereditary, but did Hereditary have the same like kind of like like comic relief things that this movie did? I think Hereditary uh, is like pretty much all remember. really hard, dark. It's really hard. Yeah, it's really yeah. dark and hard. It's not. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't soften I also, up at all. I think adding those those little blips into this movie are like a really nice touch because it really like. I don't want to say it balances it out because it's it obviously well doesn't. Rounded. I think it's more well But it, it, like to take you out of the fucking the horrifying world of um, Swedish uh, pagan cultures. <laughs> mm. uh, I think it's really not. I think it's really nice to have those little comedic things. And I was I was telling um I think I was telling Chris while Steve was in the bathroom during one of the parts. I was like I really love this subplot of 
of uh of what's his name stealing the other guy's thesis like yeah <laughs> i don't know what it is but like because it's so it's so simple but it it, it helps you um it helps you like because you can't really make a movie that has like a narrative of like them just sacrificing people or whatever you know like it's not really compelling at that point but i oh, think yeah, having like, that having something stupid and simple like that i think is, it's, like, really, it's weird really because it feels like a lot of the like the 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 main characters bring a lot of like the interpersonal drama with them yeah no and then yeah and, that, and that's a good break from what you with the mid- what danny's the going through the cult right. is separate from their their kind of personal drama. No, know? and even even Danny's grief is really heavy to deal with as well. Like that's what she went through is really fucking heavy. So having that mm. other stuff in there too for the other characters to give them you know their own purpose, even though in the grand scheme of things it doesn't really have as, as high stakes. Like I don't know. I thought it was. I think it was like perfectly perfectly written. Like that 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 part of it, at least. I also, I also like I really like that um I mean I think he, he was pretty upfront about it. he's like I want to make a horror movie in the daytime. I also think just like Swedish like like I'm trying to think of the term here. Just like Swedish lifestyle, their culture and things like that. It's not really represented super well, especially in a horror genre. Mm. Um which I mean there was, some, there was some pushback, I think, from a lot of uh Swedish nationals saying that it was too over the top and they never do anything like that. It demonizes their their culture. But I mean, yeah, what does Japan freak out when they make zombie <laughs> movies? Like yeah, right. it's like whatever or Korea. Like it's so like, they're being a little too sensitive. And I think oh, very. Yeah, I think there is something to be said about some of those festivals having you know some darker elements to them in the past. And I think that's what the whole idea of that movie is right. Like, and also that movie is like. How do you question somebody else's culture, even though when it's being ultra violent and weird, like it's still theirs and it's still part of their lives and their history, and it's so deeply ingrained in them, like generations and generations of people have been doing this. You know, it almost yeah. I'm not saying that what they're doing is right, but I'm it's hard for anyone to step in and say, This is wrong, this is not right, this culture is bad, everything about this is bad. You know, it's an interesting little dynamic. For the main characters, in my opinion, I, yeah, I, I really. Like mm. that movie. Well, yeah, exa- I mean, I mean, you guys, um, you guys watched the the extended edition, right? Yes, and I and I caught the end of it, and I do, re- I do remember that part though, where they were just like, and I did also find that very fascinating. They were like, "Man, this is really fucking, this is really cool," or not cool, but like. You know, they're in a spot where they're like, oh, this is fucked up. But like, and it's what they do. They do. You know, it's like you, you've ever you've heard about those stories where it's like explain it's hard to explain what what's happening, what's going to happen tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. And right. like you've heard those stories where like uh, I feel like what's that the green volcano or something. Do you remember that movie? Oh, yeah. With the, one the with Eli the- Roth movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So there's a story where they they like shot. Like legit Green Inferno, they shot with like in some area, right? Obviously not one to one, but there was like this hardcore indigenous tribe there, and they literally. There's a story where like they literally tried to give them a baby. They're like, "Thank you here," and they're like, "No, no, <laughs> we can't take this baby." Uh, and like you know, you think that's kind of fucked up, but you know that's like the culture. And then you're like, "Well, what do we what do we do here, guys?" 
it's, uh, it's a funny. It's a. It puts you in a pretty horrifying position in Midsommar too, because you're not quite sure how you should react. Almost like what? With, yeah. Like you see the main characters freaking out and in shock because they're watching somebody jump off a cliff, but then you're looking at everyone else around them and they look blissful. You know, like they're part yeah. of this ceremony that's bigger than anybody there. You know, bigger than any one person. It's just and they it's, just go stupid Americans. <laughs> You don't understand. You don't understand. Being on our tree. Being on our ancestral tree. <laughs> that dude is. He cried he, a lot. A he's lot. the only guy that got. He's the only guy that got it done. <laughs> At least he peed on their fucking tree. I was reading some stuff about it today, and like, um, was it Jack Rayner, the guy that plays Danny's boyfriend? Yeah, was like super into his role because he was like, he's like, you don't really fun see. Role. Well, he was like, you don't really see, um, like, especially the um, the fucking weird shit at the end, because he was like, you don't really see um, see male nudity a lot in horror movies. It's usually just female nudity. So he was like, I was, he was like, all about as much full frontal fucking hog as possible, because he really wanted to feel the humiliation that his character mm. is supposed to feel, especially during that scene and at, right after that scene. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah, he's humiliated uh, throughout that whole basically last act. No, and apparently, yeah, uh, like Florence Pugh was saying that, like, like they couldn't understand. Like, all the extras are like legit, like Swedish extras. So half mm-hmm. of the people that were on the set the whole time didn't even couldn't even speak English. Oof. And like Ari Aster had to like you know fucking he had to be the fucking dude. The dude in charge of all these people that can't even communicate with each other. Yeah, so it was like it was apparently it was like super stressful to deal with. And then like there was like a wasp issue where they were shooting. Like it was just like fucking. Apparently it was a horror movie in real life too. What they Oof. what they had to go through. <laughs> but Struggle it's pretty makes interesting better stuff. art, right? That's what they say. Yeah, man. Fuck. But yeah, um, there's great pit film. stains. There's pit stains are legit. Beautiful, beautiful, and ultra 4K. That was fucking. Gorgeous. Yeah, I do remember. Uh, I mean, I don't remember it looking that good. Oh, in the theaters. Yeah, like when when we were watching it, I was like, God, "See, we don't have to go to the movies anymore, Devin." Yeah, just gotta watch it like eight years later. Uh, well, speaking of which, uh, Devin did. Devin and I did go to the movies. We did. This was uh, last week. And we watched on Thursday. We watched uh, the Banshees of Intrin, Uh In church, yeah. There, there was a very, very Irish pronunciation. Yeah, <laughs> no, Banshees Sheeran. of Ed Sheeran. That's what I'm going to call it. Um, <laughs> what a yeah, movie! Man. Yeah, man. <laughs> this is in the conversation for best movie of the year. Wow. Uh, it's extremely good. And you know what's great about this film? It somehow manages to be one of the saddest films I've seen all year and one of the funniest at the same time. Like, that's all. That's cool, right? To be able to do that. Yeah. Uh, and Chris and I were, we were chewing on it for a little bit after the theater. We were just kind of watching. We're after the, we were sitting in there just trying to be like, you know, because the one thing that I think this movie does extremely well, and Chris and I were talking about this, is like the characters are three-dimensional, which is very nice to see in a movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and, you know, this is, it's a searchlight movie. 
Uh, so it's it's a you know indie darling. The Disney might want to call it. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> like everyone is so good in this. Kara Condon's great. Colin Farrell's great. Are fucking phenomenal. Barry and Keegan's great. Barry Keegan is one of the funniest characters in the movie. Yeah, hands down. <laughs> and uh, I, I, I just. Yeah, like like Devin was saying, these characters just feel real. They feel like real people. And mm-hmm. um, when you watch the film, and and because of how sad and brutal the film can be, what you end up doing is kind of you don't you don't necessarily pick sides. But I did find myself kind of bouncing back and forth between who I thought was in the right and in the wrong. And then at the very end, you're kind of like, well, they're both fucking idiots. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and they're alone for far too long. And this is what happens when that happens. Um, so, yeah, I think uh, it makes for a very realistic um, and very interesting uh, little juxtaposition and, and uh, difference between the two characters that are in this, the two main characters in this film. Um, I could talk about this movie for hours too. It's just one of those things about being nice and what that means and how, how much weight that carries being nice, being mean, you know, and how easy it is to be mean and how hard it is to be nice all the time. And maybe how maybe you shouldn't be nice all the time. And you know, like there's a lot of layers to it, uh, about how to interact with friends and, and relationships in general and how they're important, regardless of, of how you treat each other almost, just to be around people is a good thing. Um, yeah, like, ah, what a great film. Just ph- phenomenal movie. And I, you know, I say go out and see it as quickly as possible and see it in theaters too, because I think it offers a very beautiful visual look at, of Ireland. It is just gorgeous. And yeah. Kind of juxtaposes how sad and and goofy the story is. <laughs> yeah, it takes place in it's a, it's a period film. It's like 1920, uh, something like that. 1922, something like that. Um, During a, a civil war between the reformists and the IRA after yeah. they fought against England to regain God. control. Of the I'm not gonna lie, I had no idea the IRA has been around that long. Yeah, I thought that was like <laughs> I don't know. I thought that was like a 60s thing. Um. Fuck yeah, yeah. Um, just definitely really check it out. Good. And if you're a big In Bruges fan, same director, same writer. Um, yeah, great film. Great, another great movie. Like In Bruges is a great movie. This is a great movie too. Very similar in tone, though. Like very sad, very funny. You know, that's very yeah big. That's his 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 world. Is this type of artistic world? Is there? I mean, Chris, I'm trying to think if there's like any way to like, because it's not like spoiler filled, you know. It's not like oh, if you say too much, you're gonna spoil it. But it's like, imagine of- if you became friends with the weird kid in class, and then you were just friends with them, and then at some point you're like, I'm putting a stop to this. Where you get and then like everybody's mad at you about it. I guess getting fed up <laughs> being with a person that is not necessarily like, very different than you. Yeah, and even though, and 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 the fact that you're just supposed to be friends because you're nice to one another. Like I think that's a big part of it. Like maybe you're so different you shouldn't be friends. Maybe you're some. Maybe somebody is forcing this friendship more than the other person. 
Or yeah. maybe, or maybe uh, that other person is allowing that person to force the friendship because they're so desperately alone and sad. Like that's there's a lot of aspects to it um, with both the characters because I feel like both what I just said can apply to both of them. Yeah, Chris, this turned Chris and I into the version letterbox users versus the Chad <laughs> guy. Like we were just like, well, you know, this character, and like we were coming up with like. Well, I think this character was actually doing this because he's like a self. You know, we were just like adding layers to it, which right. is we were, saying, mm. we were talking about particularly Colin Farrell's character. And yeah, we were saying is he being nice because he just wants everything to stay normal and the status quo to be okay? <laughs> but in reality, he really has a lot of disdain for his friend, and he only lets it out when he's drunk. Like, is that yeah. the real honest form of that character? Because he seems so happy and he seems so, you know, like happy-go-lucky. But in reality, he isn't, you know? Yeah. And that's the fascinating aspect of, of him. And then Brendan Gleeson's character, we're like, maybe he's doing this just because like, he thinks this is what, like, artists do. Especially yeah. tortured artists. And then, you know, yeah, yeah. Just, it, I was, I was just really excited because... As good as Black Adam was, guys, um, I, <laughs> I was feeling a little, you know, like, man, I'm just everything everywhere all at once was like the early winner and uh, nothing really has gotten close. And I was I heard this was really good. And this is it's in the conversation now, you know, and I'm, I'm glad that I'm glad that there's something else I can. Yeah. Kind of bounce back and forth of in my uh, head. You know, Devin, I'm, I'm, I'm push back a little on that. I think this year's been ex- pretty exceptional with film. I, I guess, like, I but I was like, well, that was good, but like, clearly, I liked this better. Well, you're right, and I think we've been we've been lucky, you know, been spoiled for for choice because I yeah. think you know what else came out this year? Nope was great. Barbarian was great. Yeah, like this was great. Anola Holmes too. Amazing. You, you, I mean, I'm not a big fan of Top Gun, but that you, everybody loves. Oh, that that Top was Gun's a great, great movie. Actually. Top Gun. You know what? Uh, yeah, Top Gun's great. So I mean, uh, this year, very fucking solid year for film. In yeah. My opinion. Like, yeah. I, well, I've seen no, I mean, shit, but I've, I've seen shit every year. Oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, man, um, Chris, I have a question for you, and this might sound more negative than I wanted to, oh. but like. I just watched episode five of Cabinet of Curiosities, which is the yeah. one with the, it was the Rupert Grant episode, the one with the Harry Potter kid. No, that one stinks. I know, and I was like, <laughs> should I keep watching this? Like, no, 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 no. wait. Okay, Me and Steve, Steve, mm-hmm. we, we watched the good ones. Chris, Chris was my curator of the cabinet. Oh, so you told Steve what to skip. Yeah. Well, no, 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 no. He just showed me. Like, oh, okay. he he showed me the um. Panos one, and then he showed me the um, the David Goyer one. I don't know why oh. that's the name that is in my memory What's, for it. I don't know. I don't. The, the F. Murray Abraham gets his fuck on. Uh, <laughs> Which one? The, what the fuck is that one? I can't. F. Murray Abraham. Come on, man. No, no. Okay, wait. I watched that, and I watched the um, the the Cthulhu one. Not Cthulhu. Um, Pikmin's Pikmin's model. The the one about the art. You say fart? No art. Art? Oh, art, art. Um, yeah, yeah. his model with Crispin Glover. Yeah, and I was, ah, dude, I that couldn't was good. Get it. it was but good. I, I couldn't get by the the accents were way too hard. Three, the third episode and the seventh episode. 
Seven. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'll be honest. That that fucking that ghost story one really took out. You know what? I will say this though. I'll say this about the visuals in that in that fucking ghost one. There were moments where I was like, "This is a live action Dead by Daylight," <laughs> because there is like a, a branch witch. Oh yeah, terrible. running through the woods. That's pretty terrible. And I was like, "This could be a wonderful like if you just cut this section out." I was like, "This could be a wonderful like live action Dead by Daylight short." There, there is a great scene. I will say that in Pickman's bottle where he's looking into a carriage. And oh yeah, the witch come out. She's terrifying looking. Yeah, she is. She is. I mean, witches in general are very spooky. Yeah. There's a reason why they're an element of Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I just, I watched, I watched like two, I watched one I thought was not good. And then I, I watched. For a second there, I was like, witches are attractive and they're not, there's nothing to be scared about. No, nah, nah, they got weird infected boobies, dude. <laughs> there's something wrong with those boobies. <laughs> I do like that one actor. Um, Anna Taylor Joy was a witch in The Witch. She was a witch in The Witch. Spoilers for witches. <laughs> She's hot. <laughs> Those boogies ain't infected. I'll tell you that. Oh um, no! Was that actor Prince Cat? He's Prince Cat. He's in the Jigsaw. <laughs> Prince Ali. No, he was Jigsaw on the the Punisher show. Ben Barnes. Oh, uh, I I like that actor. Oh yeah, yeah. He's the main character in Pick. Yeah, he's the, yeah, 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 the model one. Um, I like I like seeing that guy pop up on shit. Uh, yes, that. I watched I watched um, Banshees. Of course, we talked about yeah. that fantastic movie. Watched Cabinet Curiosities. So you're saying I I can stick with it though? Yeah, dude. Check out the second okay. episode. The okay. Yeah, I guess there's like what two left. The Panos one is is visually the best, and I think the funniest. But it's yes. That's that's coming up. That's a seven. Yeah, yeah. And Peter okay. Weller fucking nails it. No, yeah. So <laughs> um, All right. All right. Good. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I do think that show. I want more of it. Like, I think. Yeah, I, see, I mean, you know, it's usually it's just wonderful. Steve brought up something that I was like, he said, "You said, what if Sam Raimi got an episode?" Yes, please. <sighs> Yeah, you know, I'm back on. I'm back on board. Back in? That's back all. On board? I was like kind of thinking about it, but you just said that, and I'm like, I'm back in. Sam Raimi, Ari Oster, you know, shut the on, fuck on, up, on. dude. Why you gotta say shit like? Why you gotta say dope shit like that? <laughs> damn, damn. I'm, why like, you mad, I'm like mad they weren't on this already. Why are you saying that good shit? Well, one uh, of the directors of the one of the episodes, the Cabinet of Curiosities, was the director of Girl <laughs> Walks Home Alone Today. Oh, what? Which way? Which one was that? Do you know? Um, the um, the outside, the one about the 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 weird cream that the woman kept buying. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. I, I kind of dug that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. Yeah, quite like that. <laughs> um, is there anything else? Um, uh, trying to think about. No. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, I have a show that I'm forgetting about. There's something new that came out. No, Uh, they did like a special Stranger Things day the other night, and um, it was just like them just like celebrating because it was like the it was the day Will got kidnapped. You know when like holidays, like uh, companies try to make like events from things into like like N7 Day was an event day. Yeah, yeah, Mario Mario Day. Day. Yeah, Mario Day. 
yeah, Star they were, they were trying day. to do that with Stranger Things, where it's like this was the 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 day that Will went missing, and so like they did a thing where they did like a bunch of reveals and stuff like that, and uh, the big reveal was uh, they showed the title of the first episode of season five. Like they showed the cover of the script, oh. and the first episode of season five is called "The Crawl." So, could be about people crawling around. Did you um? Did you hear that there will be a video game in which you will play as Vecna? I like, did, like a VR I, game. A VR game. That's right. VR. That's right. <laughs> did you hear about that VR? headset that'll kill you if you die in, in the game Where, or something. Is that the PlayStation 2? Is that the PSVR no, 2? it's the guy that uh, invented the original Oculus and sold it to um, Meta? To, uh, to uh, Facebook, yeah, to Mark Zuckerberg. Wait, what do you mean it kills you? It, it there's a, uh, it like, hold on, let me... <laughs> you try to, to explain it. Have we got Matt Board as a society mm-hmm. that we need our oh. devices to just kill us? <laughs> The killer headset looks like a MetaQuest Pro hooked up with three explosive charge modules that sit above the screen. The charges are aimed directly at the user's forebrain and should they go off would obliterate the head of the user. Here, I'll send you guys the article. <laughs> but like, can I buy I'll post it? I'll post it in games. I mean, so that should be the penalty for, for playing any VR game. <laughs> So, like, the people were like, what game would you play? Like, what game would be your, if you die in it, you would, uh, Ooh. you die in real life. Like, which game would you choose to play? Elden Ring. <laughs> oh, God. Dude, oh, just, my God. You just die immediately, baby. Yeah. <laughs> I would play my fishing game for Oculus, because I oh, can't cool. die in that game. Oh, are you sure? What if you fall off the boat and get eaten? I don't think so. Three explosive charges. Oh, my God. I kind of want to like, you know, this is why we need to bring back Deadliest Warrior and Slytherin Studios because I need them to put that on one of those skull things and just see what it actually would do. Oh, you want to watch that thing blow up? Oh, yeah. Like I want to, and, and then some guys going like, "Well, the the Vive Murder headset's way cooler." Oh, talk about Max. <laughs> Max Kellerman. I don't know his name. What is his I name? His name. I forget his name. You want a doctor to like show you what? Nineteen-year-old computer specialist, Max, Max Geiger. Geiger. It wasn't Max Geiger, dude. I think it was Max Geiger. Oh fuck yeah! Man, these charges are tied to a narrowband photo sensor that detects the headset views a specific red screen that flashes at a specific frequency. When an appropriate game over screen is displayed, the charges fire, instantly destroying the brain of the user. <laughs> oh my god. Dude, I need how this. Much? How much? Send location. How much? <laughs> Send payment. That sounds know, like a, uh, an episode of Black Mirror. That is, <laughs> yeah, you nailed it, dude. I mean, it Wait, sounds like a real wants, I have plans for an anti-tamper mechanism. That will make it impossible to remove or destroy the headset. Dude, that's um, wait. This has got to be. This is Vice. This isn't. You know what this seems like? This seems like a, a piece of art, like postmodern art or something. That's yeah. what they say. It's just office art. Well, now. he says he's like. Uh, there are a huge variety of failures that could occur. Kill the user at the wrong time. This is why I've not worked up the balls to actually use it myself. What the fuck are you talking Using about? Yourself, dude. Is this There's guy insane? Of course he is. He's a weird artist, man. Just put shit. that thing on Kanye West and, and put it on. <laughs> put it on, put it on, put it on. 
Put on uh, fucking Bloodborne. Put on Bloodborne and yeah. make Kanye play it and see what happens. He just, <laughs> he just fucking speed run, fucking no damages, Bloodborne. He's just an expert at it. He's a genius. He's a genius, Chris. You, couldn't, you didn't think he could figure it out? You know, he's got he's to put out a hit or else as long it as blows it doesn't his fucking require brain nuance, off. I'm sure it'll be fine. Tom Brady has to retire or else it'll explode his brain. <laughs> no man, he's retired from the NFL. No, nah, dude, he's uh he's undefeated since the divorce. <laughs> yeah, he he's back, some weight, baby. Dropping some weight, dropping <laughs> a whole hundred and twenty some pounds. <laughs> <laughs> you think he just called her fat all the time? That's why they got a divorce. <laughs> oh, you're so fat, ugly. <laughs> what, dude? Why are you dressed as a big worm? Didn't she do that? No, that's no, Heidi Klum, and that is wonderful. That is wonderful. I don't know much about. She's still with Seal. Is she still with Seal? I hope yeah. so. I think so. Yeah, they seem like a happy couple. Imagine Seal. Well, she's going through some bad times. That's why she dressed up. Helping her, her. Helping her into Seal a won't room. retire from making music, so she's going to divorce him. Seal's just like helping her get into that big worm. For the God. Yeah, I hope she was like really like I'm Seal just doing Seal's, it myself. Seal just bangs her in that worm suit. It's like. It's <laughs> He's you just think, you think he, he probably got some – they did some mouth stuff probably, right? <laughs> like, you know, he's probably like – he's laying on the ground and he's like, eh, eh, eh. <laughs> Kiss by a rose. Well, uh, folks, if that's all she wrote, um, I think that about wraps it up for this episode of Glani and Chill. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know we got we got a big game coming out tomorrow, guys. So why don't you all you know take your time, enjoy it, vote. <laughs> oh, then, that's right. I was like, what are you talking about, nerd? That's the game yeah. I'm talking about, voting. Yeah. <laughs> the game of politics. It's game a dirty game of democracy. <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, no, I would not. Uh, I would not trust Twitter uh, for your for anything. Yeah, I'd say that for both God of War and voting. Oh Don't go God. on Twitter because mm-hmm. it's probably going to be pretty bad. Elon Musk would be that guy that's like, isn't this a funny troll? I'm going to post spoilers uh, on Twitter. I'm so funny. I'm the funny one. But no one thinks you're funny, dude. Sorry. I'm the funny one, though, Devin. I'm the funny billionaire. I'm, like, look at me. I'm a mega. Who's going to play that later? God damn it. Damn it. <laughs> Uh boy, I, I'm already I'm already putting um I'm already laying laying the groundwork. Being like, guys, I don't feel that good. No, I mean, I mean like at work, I'm like, man, I don't I don't feel that good. So by by game day, I'm like, guys, I gotta call out. I've been sick. Oh, nice. Yeah, I don't have yeah. work tomorrow, so I'm gonna. Well, it's nice. coming out. When's it coming out? The ninth. God of War. I thought it was yeah, it's Wednesday. That's yeah, Wednesday, Chris. Chris, they, they, they declared tomorrow God of War. I'm sorry, yeah, God of War Day. The election well, day? tomorrow at midnight. That's what they said. They said God of War Day. I wish I. This is what the president said. He said yeah. God of War Day. We got to dress up the crows. Go, go to work. Why is it? I thought they usually came out on Tuesdays. Man, what am I thinking? Dude, about? I can't. Uh, I. You know what? If there's one thing you can't count on, it's when games come out. <laughs> they just come out whenever the fuck they want. They don't, they don't even know when they come out. No, some more. games can come out Friday. They're like, "Fuck you! It's Friday." Fuck you! It's February. Sorry, Chris. Just say wow. you got sick from voting and you can't come out. Oh in man, outside. I don't want to hype you up, Devin. But I just opened this Washington Post article where it ranks <laughs> all the God of Wars. Oh, shut up. Where is it at? Yes, it's God of War 2018 is number three on this list. <laughs> wow. Whoa, I don't... Okay. 
two is God of War two from two thousand seven. Oh man, that's really good. And guess what number one is? Shut. Uh, well, God of War rags. Hell yeah! You gotta, you gotta. He's like, he's like, is it recency bias? Is it too early to declare this new game the best in the series? Perhaps, but once you play it, it's hard to argue against its strengths and how much it recalls the past trilogy while accentuating its best qualities. Fucking a. You know what? Now, I'm insulted that God of War 2018 isn't above God of War 2. Yeah. God of War 2 is the best of the original trilogy, though. I will say. Uh, yeah, but is it better than 2018? God I, of War? Uh, I, don't, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that, but... Okay, I, okay. I, the, the best know. of the original trilogy. The, that trilogy doesn't exist anymore, Devin. How that's dare what, you? That's, half that's the how war I happened, Dude, half the fucking... Mm, you know oh, I'm what? sorry. I'm sorry. We're, not, we're Chris, just having this Chris. conversation. Chris, when was the last time you wanted to go back and play the old God of War trilogy? That's I didn't even. I'm, I'm gonna be honest. I only want to go back and play the original God of War because it's not on PlayStation. Yeah, because uh, cause it's not on PlayStation. Because yeah, you don't care I was looking at the PlayStation Four thing. I'm just like, saying, oh, like, and Steve, man. Steve will fucking back me up here. Like, sometimes you want to play the old Mario. Sometimes you want to play the old Zeldas. Yeah, do you feel that? Do we feel that way with God of War? No. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I watched Devin play him, and I said, you know what? Actually, uh, I mean, listen. I I have been. I've replayed every one like three times. Um, I'm I'm the I'm a thirsty hoe for God of War. <laughs> like even like the not good ones, like Ascension. Like Ascension's okay. I probably beat Ascension's at least twice, at least. All no, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a thirsty loser, dude. Would have been a lot more interesting. If you had to go burn your wife with your son, if you were Booger Man, <laughs> wow! You know what? I didn't hear that? a good idea until this moment. God Ever? of War is going to be a huge disappointment now. Boy, smell be, my farts! Hey, I'm going to be thinking about that the entire time. I didn't know Steve was IG in Korea. Oh, <laughs> oh no! Oh, oh, man, monster! Don't do that. We're going to get death threats. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, oh, all I gotta say it's great. Six out of ten, baby. Not, all right, six out of gonna, ten. We're gonna get. Wait, killed. so Devin, you really think you really think that God of War Two is better than twenty eighteen God of War? No, I don't. But it's probably top three. It's probably uh, third. You think it's Ragnarok's better than back top three? You think Ragnarok's gonna be top three? Yeah, yeah, dude. It's a yes. ninety four on Metacritic right now. Yeah, it should be higher. How does this compare to Breath of the Wild? Let's see. Uh, I think Ooh, Breath of the Wild 97. So <laughs> Oh no, dog. Well, no, it's pretty crazy. Steve, do we even waste our time? Do we even waste our time? Uh, is 94 the new 83? <laughs> is, this, is, it, is this fucking is this for Horizon Forbidden West? It might be saying, getting that PlayStation bump. I think it's getting the PlayStation bump. All I'm saying is uh <laughs> All I'm saying oh, is I heard I heard last. Let me check one more thing. Let me check one more thing, Devin. Okay. You gotta check Mario. Odyssey. Super Super Mario Odyssey. Yeah, oh, was, what a shock! Oh, it's ninety-seven. <laughs> it's ninety-seven. It's framey. Is that all? I'm saying is I heard those games are a little framey once right, you get in the check, woods. Let me check wait, God of wait, War. Let me wait, check wait, God of War twenty. Let me check. Let me check Elden Ring here. Oh, it's ninety ninety-six. Ninety-six here. Should we even waste our time, Chris? Should we even waste our time? So, so 95 or bust? 95 or bust? I don't know. 95. I say 96 or bust, baby. I don't know, man. Dude, he's not wrong. Uh, Oh, my God, dude. Why would would I even play this game? (laughs) Fuck. 
Uh, yeah, I, I, hey, I, it might be better than the Pokemon game that comes out the same week. <laughs> oh fuck, there you what? go, Devin. There you yeah, go. you know what? What's uh, what's uh-huh, the me... what's the real goadie? Sonic Frontier seventy three. You know, it's like, have you seen the reviews on that? Let me oh check one more God, thing, guys. Let me Dude, check one more thing. It, man. Right, Devin, this is the real one. Let's wrap this, this up. Let's wrap this up. This is the real one. Yeah, last one. Last one. Uh, Resident Evil 4 for GameCube in 2005 is... Ooh, it's a 96. So, I don't know, man. I don't know. That was the same ish year as the original God of War, too. Right? Which was a 94. Wow, so I guess God of War really peaks around 94. Yeah, I was like, God of War just can't be... He just can't break can't, that ceiling, can't, dude. It can't, it can't break the 94 glass ceiling. <laughs> Glass. The glass ceiling where it sees oh, Zelda man. and Mario and Leon Kennedy yeah. and Elden Ring. It just sees all that stuff up there, but it can't get up there. Just, you know what? Sorry, not, Devin. His arms okay. are too short to box with gods, Devin. <laughs> uh, guys, I'm going to be honest. Uh, I don't know what I'm doing next for, for Glani and Chill next month. That worries me, Chris. I know. Uh, Christmas movie. It's gotta be the Santa Claus uh, movie. The Santa Claus. Tim Allen collection. You just gave me a good idea. I might do Christmas related horror movies. Okay. Okay, There you go. There you go. Hmm. So you're still gonna go with horror? Yeah, I wanted to do three months of horror. Okay. So. Oh man, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna tell you right now that that seems like a bear. You got a lot. Barren wasteland. Gonna be no, no, he's got he's got like one of the first slashers, uh, Black Christmas. He's got Krampus, Krampus, I guess. Is, um, the Lodge. I still have yet to see Krampus, and I've heard that the That's sound a, it's a, that movie it's is actually wonderful. really good. Krampus is not fun, man. It's yeah, it, you really should watch good. it. Really, right, good. maybe maybe we're selling it. Maybe I'm getting sold. Yeah, so do Gremlins. Gremlins is a Christmas Does that count? Does that count? It's a, is it not a Christmas? horror movie? It's a it Christmas is. Movie. Okay, horror. if it counts. It's horror for a family. <laughs> it's not that scary. They ruined that family. Uh, Red Snow, is that a Christmas movie? Yeah. Sounds I'm not going to watch them all, but I will watch Are you going to watch that one with Bill Goldberg? Chris? Chris, watch every movie. Well, I will watch every film in a one month. Santa's sleigh. Yeah, if anybody could do it, Chris could do it. Jack Frost, because that Santa looks. Oh, terrible. I remember or seeing that Santa. box whenever I'd walk into a blockbuster. Snowman. I yeah, remember. Snowman. Yeah. One of them, either Snowman or Jack Frost, he just constantly makes blowjob jokes. <laughs> like, I just, the trailer, he's like, I better get my dick sucked before I melt. And I'm like, what is this game? Or what is the movie? What? Yeah. I think it's the snowman. Sounds like a fever dream, Devin. Well, we're going to find out in the next episode of Galani and Chill. We're going to see uh, how spooked I can get over Christmas. Which, you know, honestly. Probably... What if you get, like, horrifically scared? Like, what if you be... never see Hall- or uh, Christmas the same ever again? Like, I... You're too scared of I think the holiday. Ar- I think that already happened. Damn, dude. I think it already With happened. The greed of man. The greed right. of man is more terrifying than any monster. I think I'm just going to do a Devin and Chill where I watch Lord of the Rings. Where I just review Lord of the Rings movies. Mary. I review Hentai. I review Hentai on the channel. <laughs> Devin and Chill, baby. I love Ed TR. It's my favorite genre. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. What is no, that? What is that, Devin? Uh, yeah, what is it? I don't know what that is. NTR? It is. I've heard of it. Let's see. NTR Hentai. National Public Radio? 
NPR meaning. Let's Nashville Public Radio. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, okay. You ready? It's Neto Rare. Neto Rare? What does that mean? Japanese term for cheating or being unfaithful. Oh, that sounds. Oh, that's a lot more mundane than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Chris is like, that's a lot more up my alley. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that gets yeah. me going more than anything. <laughs> It's probably lots of crying and lots of stuffed mouths. Ugh. Yeah, you heard me. You <laughs> fucking heard me. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. Right. We gotta end this. We gotta end this. <laughs> Please do.